Holy Spirit, open our hearts to hear what you are saying to us today. Our Psalter reading today is Psalm 139, 1 through 6. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways, even before a word is on my tongue. O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Today's sermon text comes from First Psalm, I'm sorry, First Samuel, chapter three, verses one and ten through twenty. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever. For the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son? He said, here I am. Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, you call us in this moment to hear your word. Use me as your vessel to speak your truth so that those who hear might turn their lives toward you and be saved through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
Today's sermon title is A Vision and a New Beginning from God. Before we jump into the passage, I want to share a little background information with you. The main characters in this passage are Samuel and God and Eli as the supporting character. Now, Eli was an elderly priest at Shiloh. He was all so old, according to the scripture, that his eyesight had, to, had become to grow dim. Eli was a good priest. However, the priestly house of Eli was corrupt due to his wild and immoral sons, Hophni and Phinehas. They were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord or for the duties of the priests to the people. The sin of Eli's sons was very great in the sight of the Lord, for they treated the offerings of the Lord with contempt, and they lay with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. As for Eli's parenting skills, well, they left much to be desired. While he confronted his sons about their immorality and blasphemous attitude towards God, he failed to impose consequences for his son's sinful behavior. As a result, his sons continued to disrespect God with their wickedness. God our Father, on the other hand, is the best parent bar none. He sets boundaries, rules by which to live our lives. He sends us warnings when we go astray. He disciplines us when we break the limits or conduct our lives outside of his plan for us. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. Eli loved his sons, but he failed to discipline them and God would have the final say. The other main character uh, in this story is the boy Samuel, who was ministering to the Lord under Eli at the beginning of chapter three. Now Samuel was the son of Hannah, the once barren wife of Elkanah. And for those who are not familiar with Hannah's story, her husband Elkanah had another wife named Penina, who had children many years before Hannah had Samuel. So as you can imagine, Hannah grieved that she could not bear a child and for years wept bitterly in prayers to the Lord. In time, the Lord answered Hannah's prayers. She bore a son, named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. After Samuel was weaned, Hannah presented him to the Lord at Shiloh, where he remained with Eli. And in chapter two, Hannah praised the Lord with a prayer that not only praised God, but foreshadowed the need, the needed kingship that would come to the people of Israel through David. But first, God would use Samuel to turn around God's wayward people. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. Why was this so? You know, when our children, Calvin and I, were getting ready to go off to college, we sat them down and we asked them if they knew right from wrong. They said they did and we agreed with them. 
Then we went on to reinforce that throughout their lives, we taught them right from wrong, and now, in our absence, they would be responsible for executing and acting according to what is right. We told them that it was important to replay in their minds over and over again and practice all the things that we taught them because if they did not, they would begin to fall away from the truth, from what is right, and it would make them susceptible to making bad choices. Brothers and sisters, the word of the Lord was not rare in Eli and Samuel's day as much as the people of Israel were out of practicing regarding God's word. Some Bible scholars put it this way, the strange and painful irony of the rarity of God's word in those days was that those who believed that the word of the Lord was nowhere, found, nowhere to be found were literally tripping over it. Verses 2 through 9 describe how Samuel, who was sleeping as close as one could get in those days, was sleeping in the most holy space, the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And Samuel mistook the voice of the Lord for Eli's voice, not once, not twice, but three times. Now you might say, surely Samuel, Samuel recognized the call of God since he was ministering to the Lord under Eli, right? Yes, of course. We may presume that Samuel knew something about the Lord, but that he had not yet had revelatory experience of the Lord. Therefore, it was not reasonable to expect that Samuel recognized what was taking place that night. Friends, how many of uh, you know that sometimes you need a little help distinguishing God's voice? How many of you know that you need a little help in discerning God's call? Somebody say, thank you, Eli, because after Samuel went to Eli, the third time Eli knew God was calling Samuel. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for, the ser for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in this place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. I am thankful for a God who persists and seeks after us. I am thankful for our God who is per persistent, who responds, who, who uh, comes to us and calls on us again and again, even when we don't respond. I am thankful that God sends people like Eli to help us discern and respond when God's called. Then the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. How does that saying go? When your ears are burning, someone is talking about you? Well, what God revealed to Samuel would not only make the ears of the priestly house of Eli tingle, but anyone who heard of it, their ears would surely tingle. 
In verses 12 through 14, God revealed that Samuel, uh, to Samuel, the judgment of God upon the house of Eli. The judgment against Eli and his family in chapter 3 was not new because God already pronounced this judgment with great detail in chapter 2. It included the pronouncement that both Eli's son would die on the same day as a sign that no one in Eli's family would live to an old age. This was the turning point. God was through dealing with the corruption and immorality that had taken over the people of Israel. For the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread, yet God gave Samuel a vision. God was about to do something new. Can you imagine the fear of young, of, of young Samuel following this revelation, this vision from God as he lay there until morning? Samuel was afraid to tell Eli about the vision. And I'm sure Eli sensed Samuel's fear and took the initiative by calling Samuel, softening a difficult moment for Samuel by gently addressing him, Samuel, my son. Samuel responded just as he did during the night, here I am. Then Eli demanded to hear about Samuel's vision from God and commanded him to share every detail. And when Eli heard that the Lord, what the Lord had said, he did not shrink in anguish from the Lord's judgment, nor did he cry out in protest or astonishment. The aging priest again identified the source of the uh, revelatory word, just as he did in verse 8 and said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. God gave a vision in a time when visions were not widespread. God also used Samuel to initiate a new beginning for the people of Israel. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground, and all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. God's way into the future would not include Eli, but Eli acknowledged the priority of divine will over his own. The roles of Eli and Samuel had reversed, God was with Samuel, and the words proved reliable and trustworthy. Samuel was the Lord's prophet. God initiated a new beginning for Israel through Samuel. Brothers and sisters, bind God's word in your hearts and minds and listen for God's call so you may be made new in Jesus Christ. Have you recognized God's call? During or in what challenging context is God calling you? What is God demanding of you this very day? When God called Samuel, Samuel did not discern God's call. It took instruction from Eli for Samuel to understand and respond with the words, Speak, for your servant is listening. 
Samuel was in a community under the tutelage of Eli, the priest whose knowledge and wisdom of God enabled him to provide good instructions at the right moment for Samuel to receive a vision from God. In God's community, we can hear God even when the world is shouting at us. While God calls us to be open to those like Eli who can help us hear and discern God's call, we must first engage God through scripture and prayer. This is the beginning of knowing God, which leads to discernment. Today, we are living in challenging times. Some countries are at war and other nations are experiencing civil unrest. Our leaders do not see eye to eye and our communities are fraught with gun violence. We live in a society in which people do whatever they want to do whenever and wherever they want to do it. During Samuel's time, people lived immorally, the priestly house of Eli was corrupt, and Israel was in need of new leadership. Whether they were aware of it or not, the people of Israel were living during challenging times. And if you continue to read 1 Samuel, you'll see trouble with the Palestinians was right around the corner. Today, we too are living in challenging times. So it is even more important for us to focus on God and listen for his call, just as Samuel's call story open with the word being rare in those days. It may appear that God is absent from us today as we see all of the destruction around the world, but God is Emmanuel, the God who is with us. So do not get caught stumbling over God because you have been disconnected from reading God's word, praying, and being community with fellow believers. Know that we serve an ever-present God, and stay engaged with God and God's community. Friends, let us hold on to God's continued presence in our lives. Let us look to God's word and find hope in the message of the prophets. As Christians, we represent God's vision. We must live in the world and conduct our lives according to God's will. We need to live into this vision and seek a new beginning through God and Jesus Christ. Amen.